Hello, welcome back to another edition of the I Am Always Right Sports Podcast. I am your host, as always, the mouth of Michigan, Rob Dyka. With me, as always, my co-host, the Merc Zone, Mike Merkel. I'm here. He's here. We're ready to go. Uh, lots of stuff to go over this week, Mike. Let's just jump right into it. Uh, Money in the Bank is this upcoming Sunday. Um, it's usually, yeah, it's May 9th or 10th, 10th or 10th, whatever. Yeah. Um, don't, don't scare me like that. Um it's one of the bigger events, I think, in my opinion. I think they've kind of, like, they've they really stretched it as far as, like, specialty matches go as WWE has, you know? Like, mm-hmm. we have a Hell in the Cell pay-per-view. We've had TLC pay-per-views. We might as well have a ladder match pay-per-view. Like, whatever yeah. you want to, you know what I mean? So, but the Money in the Bank is, is really the first pay-per-view after WrestleMania. It kind of sets the course a little bit with where they're, where they're going. Mm-hmm. Um, you usually see in this, in, in this match in particular... Um, you know, maybe a new star or or an old guy that you're just that they're kind of reinvigorating, right? The mm-hmm. new push is coming their way. Um, you know, this year obviously going to be a little bit different. No fans still. Uh, they're going to be doing both women's and men's Money in the Bank matches together. Um, your thoughts on how the hell they're going to pull that off? Because uh, I think it's going to be interesting to say the least. I have no thoughts about how they're going to pull this off. <laughs> Mike, you got to have thoughts as a podcast. Yeah. I, I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I thought about it for two days, yeah. <laughs> and I'm, I'm just trying to figure out, because they're going to start from the bottom of... Of, a, of, of WWE headquarters, headquarters, and then go all the way up to the top of the building where there's two briefcases... Yeah. Do you think they have like designated ladders? Like, do you think one's lo- shorter than the other? Because <laughs> <laughs> the women aren't as tall. Well, okay. Here's the interesting thought, though. I guess looking through, are there any like couples in it? Because what if like one, like say like Otis and I know Mandy got eliminated. Yeah. But what if like Otis climbed up and grabbed both? Yeah, I and, like, yeah. gave one to the I'm other sure person? there's like, going to be some. Gonna be, like, I'm sure there's going to be some some rules, or I think because they're going to probably try and shoot it in a more cinematic way rather than just because can you imagine like all right hold on we got to make sure we always have a camera guy in the elevator and we also have to like make sure we got somebody in the stairwell like can you imagine like eight floors up they're like all right you know what screw this pause we're just gonna walk up there together and then we'll continue fighting (laughs) you know what i mean like it's not like wwe headquarters is three floors okay like there's several (laughs) floors Uh, one scene i need in this match is a scene from spider-man 2 yeah he's just like going down the elevator and he's just like standing there Mm -hmm. next to somebody like throwing like like, brian and alistair black and just have them ride up the elevator together do you think there's gonna be like a race to the elevator at one point where like the like that's gonna be like the first 10 minutes of the match is just trying to vote like the six women and the six guys each fighting and then like like they just get in they're just like all right i got like a massive lead now like yeah. you know what i mean well, like, when that i wow this is going so off topic right now i'm like <laughs> if you got in the elevator aren't you in such a big advantage over that's what i'm saying else? like that's the first like that's the because, first like, challenge if you like get in like or, who's climbing all of those stairs to get all the way to the top? Like, you're just like rushing Daniel to the top. Daniel Bryan is just like I'm just gonna I'm gonna yeah, veganism he, it. He's just like plant power, you know, and he's just gonna probably you know screaming yes the entire time, give himself a headache. But oh god, like but seriously though, right? That is the possibility. That's why I want to talk about this is because when you think about it, there's a lot of different ways they could go. I'm gonna be honest with you. As of this moment, right? We talked about it off air, right? You got Rey Mysterio, Alistair Black, Daniel Bryan. Um, Baron Corbin, Otis, and then somebody to be named this Monday, Monday night. night. When, when you guys hear this, you'll, it'll be tonight. Monday but, the 4th. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
I'm a, you know, there's been a lot of rumors that maybe AJ Styles is going to be that last guy. He may be coming back from the Boneyard yeah. match, which I'd be totally okay with him being the last participant. But let's just assume for a second that it is AJ. Um, I don't really love the guys in this men's Money in the Bank. I, I always like when the Money in the Bank match has several guys that I think have a legitimate chance of winning. Mm-hmm. And or I like the fact that the Money in the Bank briefcase allows WWE to elevate a new star. You know what I mean? Like, when uh, when Edge won it, like, going from the very beginning, Edge had never been world champion, right? Mm-hmm. So it gave a heel Edge something else to be a part of. Rob Van Dam, same kind of premise, right? I mean, Edge again, I, you know, but, like, even e- certain guys, when they win it, you just go, oh, like, mm-hmm. all right, you know, like, even when Corbin won it, it was kind of obvious that it was probably going to be Baron Corbin, but the thought that, okay, he could be the one... You know what I mean? That they, maybe they're going to go with him and they're going to elevate a new star. That's why I wasn't a big a fan last year when they gave it to Strowman. Was Strowman, did Strowman win last year? The men's? I think. I don't know. Uh, I can good. look, right. but like, I, I don't know. I think, I think, sure. I think he did. Um, did he win it? Let's just we're, confirm. Let's, we're, do, we're, let's do a fact check real fast. Fact check here. Uh, money in the, oh, that's Bailey. She won that one. Uh, Brock Lesnar won last year. Oh, yeah. Two I years ago. That. Two years Strowman ago was Brock. Won. Okay. Anyway, go oh. Boy, let's bring back bad memories. But, um, but whether it was Brock or Braun, like when Braun won it, it was just kind of like anticlimactic. Like I feel like there are certain guys that need a Money in the Bank win. That that can that is the that's the catalyst to you know you know kind of get them up into the main event level. Mm-hmm. Where there's other guys that I just don't see. Like I think Daniel Bryan at any point in time you can put in the main event and everybody goes okay. You know yeah. he's been world champion enough. He's gone through enough phases without his career where he's done it. Rey Mysterio. There is no reason why Rey Mysterio should be in this match outside of him just being a high flyer. Like he's been world champion. He's not at that level anymore in my opinion. Like I don't think Rey Mysterio is somebody where he's a must-see talent anymore. Like, you know, Baron Corbin, it is what it is. Otis, let's I'm not even going to hit on that. Alistair Black right now and possibly AJ are the only two guys that I think could poss- you know, could win this, but it, it, and I know you like Alistair Black a little bit more than I do. I like it. I like watching him in the ring, but he has done nothing to warrant being put into a main event spot. Already, like he hasn't beating Bobby Lashley is not a is not a feather in the cap. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if and if his run on the main roster is anything like his NXT Championship run was, mm-hmm. where it was just kind of there. You know, he loses it on an NXT TV taping to Champa, and then we were rolling. It, it was just kind of there. He beat Andrade, whose reign was it was so so in the first place. He didn't like. I just feel like Aleister Black is a guy that everybody goes, wow, he's really good, but they don't know what to do with him. And it, I just never feel like he hits a home run when it comes to storyline. Not necessarily matchmaking. Like, his match with Cole was awesome. His matches with Velveteen Dream were awesome. Yeah. But how much of that was a byproduct of the guy he was in the ring with, too? That is true. Um, what are the odds, if we're going to say hypothetically yeah. it's not AJ, yeah. that's an NXT guy? That somehow gets called up. Oh boy! Lunch. Now that would that would add a level of intrigue for me, right? Like I thought Ziggler should have beat Otis on SmackDown. Quite frankly, I just just you know straight up like I, I like that's a guy for me where Ziggler's kind of been hovering around the main event scene. That's a guy that I would go. He wins money in the bank. Okay, now we're now we're really gonna go with Dolph. Like he's he's won it before. You know we're gonna really go with Dolph. Yeah. You know, but obviously that didn't happen. Um, I think that would be probably, you know, it depends on the guy though, right? I think, like, I think the worry with that is it's almost like 
if you call them up and they win that gauntlet match, yeah. they almost have, have to, to win. win. Yeah, right. And then it makes it very predictable. Right. But I think that, again, but with the cinematic way, though, I think there's ways. So, hypothetically, let's throw out, like, Velveteen Dream. Yeah, say, right. Right. Gets, gets called up. He wins it, he and then he loses it. his NXT match. Yeah, and he Wednesday. loses the NXT match on Wednesday, so right. it's like he's out of NXT now. Right. He goes into this match. I think there's a way that you can have it where, like, a woman pulls their briefcase and then gives the men's one to somebody. Like right. Alistair there's Black a lot of different ways, yeah, to So, do this. like, yeah, Velveteen sure. can look like he can almost get there, but mm-hmm. not get there, but, like, lose in a way where it's not... As like I guess right. you can't it's, you don't look bad at no, all. No, no, I, I understand what you're saying. Though. Like, like there's there's ways to get around in this match too. You can protect people because yeah. there's no pinfalls, right? Yeah. Like I I, I, mean. I just recently watched the the six way ladder match for the North American title, the first match ever yeah. when Cole won it. Right? They did such a nice job of making it feel like at any point in time any guy could have won that match. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you just there was six guys. You didn't know where they were gonna go. I feel like I can write off a couple people in this men's match. And and I'm going to be honest with you, I think the women's match is more stacked as far as where everybody's kind of at than, yeah. than outside of Shayna. Shayna's, I think, is, you know, obviously up there. But, like, I, I think that, you know, and we talked about this earlier, just kind of segueing from the men's to the women's here, you know, Shayna's kind of the outlier, but everybody else is kind of grouped in together. I mean, Asuka is still what she is. Everyone's still hoping that they finally just give her a, a proper run. Mm-hmm. But, um... You know, uh, who's your favorite in that match? Because I, I I think that's more of a pick than the men's is. Um, I'm going to go... Oh, jeez. Because I don't know Look if Shayna wins it. Because I don't it's think like, Shayna wins it. Cause I, 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 don't I think, think Asuka so. could, just because they are loving what she's doing on the empty arena shows. Yeah. But I don't know if they're going to give her that. I feel weird saying... I feel like, like a Lacey Evans That's That's kind this. of where my, my thought because, was like, that. Or maybe of, a, a, a Nia, uh, Nia, Nia Jax. Jax. Yeah, I almost said uh, Nia Fox. Yeah, I don't like Nia Jax, but I guess if she won, like I would be like... I wouldn't hate it if she won but well, like kind of there. but Lacey Evans I could see her as the heel win it and well, kind she's of face now too, or she, yeah, yeah, she remember that yeah but she wins it and yeah. she kind of just holds it for like six months yeah and then randomly at some like mm-hmm. hell in the cell or whatever show she just like cashes it in whenever they need it to yeah and like that's how she gets her first one and right. it would make sense for me mm-hmm. I feel like my problem with Shayna winning would be you're supposed to be this badass you're supposed to be the badass yeah. you walk into the rumble the badass like right like, should have won the rumble. Should have won the rumble. You yep. lose the rumble to Charlotte, yeah. and then you go into Mania, and you're like, you're beating the crap out of, out of Becky every single week, and then you lose to Becky. Mm-hmm. So now the way you're gonna win the title is by winning Money in Bank and cashing in when Becky like breaks her leg or something. Right. That's how you beat her. Right. It's like you didn't really actually beat her though. Right. Exactly. And you're supposed to be the bad. The two biggest women on the show. You know, it, and you've lost to both of them. You lost to Charlotte in the Rumble, and yeah. then you lose to Becky. I mean, if you lose to Bailey, it's the trifecta. Really. Yeah. You know so, what I mean? So like, but yeah. yeah, so I just don't see her winning it because I'm like, she has to win in the way where it's like I just beat the crap out of you right. and won like a Lesnar. I honestly win. think she could do it like like maybe she doesn't win the ladder match, but then she does like an edge thing and beats whoever wins maybe, it later. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where I would like that's that more. more like badass. Like I just took this from you, and now I'm gonna go and I'm gonna cash in tomorrow and blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, the only way Sheena, if Sheena wins, she has to do like a Cena cash in. Yeah. Where it's like I'm cashing in at yeah, SummerSlam or right, whatever. Exactly. And like, exactly. So it's like, like it's a match, yeah. not a not a opportunistic, opportunity. Yeah. right? You know. Do you feel like you know uh, we're not going to go into the whole show? You know, there's some other matches on this card. We'll we'll, we'll review it after the show actually happens. But yeah. um, do you feel like the money? In the ba- I used to think for for a few years there, like Money in the Bank was a big deal mm-hmm. because it was. Like I said, it was it was a moment where like okay, like even guys like maybe that I'm not the biggest fans of like the Miz, where I'm like okay, the Miz is getting 
pushed up into another echelon. Like, when Damian Sandow won it, I was thrilled because I was like, okay, we're going to finally get somebody else. Mm-hmm. Somebody else other than the four guys that we always have, you know. But I also feel like as the years have gone on, we've seen, okay, we've seen Orton, we've seen Cena, we've seen Brock, Strowman. Like, I want somebody to take this and run with it in a way that hasn't happened in a long time with yeah. this. And I feel like the money in the bank, the value of it, has, is really, really diminished. What are your thoughts I on think, that? I think you. I say the same thing with every uh, pay-per-view with like a gimmick match mm-hmm. entitled to mm-hmm. it. Like TLC, right. I think that match has gone down. Mm-hmm. Hell in a Cell, I think that match has gone down. Because yeah. I feel like before you would have all these matches where like, once a year, right. but like you never knew when it was gonna. Right. It was just like right. the third match. You needed a feud to justify Hell in yeah. a Cell, rather yeah, than oh, it's the Patriots. Yeah, so or you need a feud to justify TLC. Right. When I was just like, oh, we're just gonna have this random Hell in a Cell match mm-hmm. because the pay per view is coming up. Right. Where at first, and those examples that you had at first were like the Miz won like the first Money in the Bank show. Right. Yeah. When there was a SmackDown, there was a Raw. Yeah. yeah right. Or whatever. Or Damian Sandow won like the third or fourth mm-hmm. one. But now, like you're doing it every single year. It's just like. Okay, mm-hmm. like who's gonna win Money in the Bank this year? Like right. I know it was always at Mania, but it always felt more. I always liked Mania, it better at Mania, quite frankly, because yeah. it felt like that was a guy that for the next year mm-hmm. was the guy you need to focus on. Yeah. You know what I mean? When Punk won it, it was like okay. When even when Swagger won it, I wasn't necessarily the biggest Swagger guy in the world, but like okay, like they're gonna go with Swagger, and he won it. You know, four days later, whatever. You know, but like point being is that that it, it was it was always a guy that they thought had potential to break the break the mold you know what yeah. i mean and like let's go with a new direction and now that now that we've seen some of these guys like i just i just don't like it when this kind of match is predictable you know what i mean where i, I don't want to be able to write off two three four participants in this match mm-hmm. with with you know obviously they can go with whoever they want but it's like in in reality it's like all right I know Otis isn't going to win Money in the Bank, Probably and not, if he yeah. doesn't, it's like, what the hell are you gonna do with that? Like, yeah. it's just not, it's not feasible. It's not sustainable. I want a guy to ride, even if it's AJ, right? Where it's like, okay, he comes in with a new attitude, new whatever, new look, whatever he's gonna do to separate himself from the whole OG thing that was that was terrible, and and you know, and he becomes you know Billy Badass or, yeah. or whatever the case may be. But right now, like you look at it, who the heck is challenging for world titles right now? Yeah, yeah I think, you know what I mean. I think, I think they're hurting on main event. I think depth. I do, and I also think it's the people that are in the main event mm-hmm. of, especially if like Bray wins back the title from Strowman. Mm-hmm. I think you go. So Bray's supposed to be the unstoppable force, mm-hmm. so no one can ever beat him except right. if you're in Hell in a Cell, I guess. Yeah. And you look at uh, who's the other guy, Drew, Drew McIntyre, yeah. and you go, he just beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar. So right. who's beating him? Right. So He's going to beat Seth. Probably. I don't. I don't right. think anybody in this match outside of Aleister Black. In a weekend, facing like a weekend, Drew McIntyre can mm-hmm. even stand a chance, right? Against right, because we've seen Brian get demolished by the Fiend, yeah. Right, we've seen McIntyre's gone through everybody right now. I don't see anybody stopping that train anytime soon. And so, to your point, right, yeah. that's valid. I think AJ or I, I guess Black, but like I think AJ could if he's yeah. the guy. I'm let's like I said, totally you know assuming yeah. here, but and like, then I also think though, but that AJ, I don't think. It should be be the one to beat McIntyre. I don't either. And I also think that whoever, even if you beat McIntyre after he had a 45-minute match or something, right. the next one, it's not believable if you beat him the next mm-hmm. time when mm-hmm. he's 100% healthy. Right. And I don't think any of these guys are built. like when that's, Punk, that's You just said it right there. Yeah. None of these guys, as, as of this moment, at, at current stand, like Daniel Bryan has a standing with fans because he's Daniel Bryan. Yeah. But from a storyline perspective, none of these guys are built yeah. to be ready 
to take on any of the main event like guys when, right now. When Punk beat Hardy in 2009 at the right. Extreme Rules, you're like, that makes sense. And then he was yeah. all, also able to retain it a few times. Right, and they had a again. feud yeah. right where it but made like, him. If, yeah. if Black wins it and he beats McIntyre, say, right. the next show, I'm like, so McIntyre's just going to beat the crap out of him because he right. just beat the crap out of Lesnar. Exactly. So exactly. Like, it's just That's not exactly, believable. That is and exactly I think it. Really, only AJ has that ability, and I don't even see AJ ever. No, I don't either. I think that I think whoever I think whoever wins money, men's money thing, I think needs to switch shows. It needs to go to SmackDown yeah. because I think I think they need to give McIntyre a long ass run with this. Yeah. And the only well, guy I that I would say had a potential to do anything would be Reigns. Reigns is the only guy right now on their roster outside of Rollins because he's yeah. challenged for the title. But like the guy, anybody not challenging it, Brian Reigns and AJ, I think are the three guys. That you could put in in any feud and go, it's believable that they could yeah. win. But as they're standing on the roster right now, Daniel Bryan just lost to Sami Zayn, clean in the middle of the ring. Oh, three weeks ago, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? In a which was a good match, but like you can't beat Sami Zayn, but somehow you're going to beat the Fiend, yeah, or or even Strowman, quite frankly. Yeah. When you're, or are you going to beat McIntyre? I, I, yeah. There's no it's there's gonna, no building there's, here. It's going to be like an eight month. Money maybe, bank thing, maybe, probably, yeah, I don't know. Something out, but. Just, just hope they just they get a new star out of it because, like I said, they're hurting on main event depth. Um, all right, let's switch. Let's switch gears here uh, a little bit. I want to talk. Uh, I want to talk college football. We're we got some other stuff planned, but okay. we're based off of our timing here. Let's talk about this. Um, let's talk about college football. We just got a new report out uh, coming in twenty twenty one that college football players are going to finally or college players in general are going to be able to start making money off of their likeness, you know, and signatures and all that kind of stuff, which first off about damn time, let's be real. Um, you know, I think they're seeing that more and more guys that are younger, like a Trevor Lawrence, uh, like a Justin Fields, um, name a basketball player that's got one and done it, you know, a Zion or whoever, where you've seen where you just go, you know, these guys are marketing machines and they're leaving right away. So, do you think that's a ploy to keep them to stay it, longer? This combats the XFL and the NBA G League. Yeah. Like, no hard, other. Hard, Because, yeah. like we talked about literally, I think, two weeks ago, yeah. how you're like, yeah, I'd rather go make $100,000 in the G League than go play in the NCAA tournament. Right. I would rather play in the NCAA tournament for free. Right. But right, right, most right. Point guys being is that, it. like, if you're in a financial situation where you're a kid who's, like, if you're being relied upon to, to, like, support your family going yeah. forward, and sports is the only way you're going to do that. Yeah. If I can make fifty grand playing basketball, at least I'm making money, money. putting my body on the line. Where yeah. here, it's like I'm I'm just saying hope and prayer. I don't yeah. blow my knee out. Yeah, but now if you're like saying the Zion Williamson case, I think right. he would have stayed two more years at Duke. Yes, if, if yes, he, he didn't want to leave anyway. Yeah, he didn't want to leave, but it was like I kind of have to leave because right. I'm the number one overall pick. Right, and, and if I'm I blow my knee here. out, I'm done. Yeah, right. But now going at Duke, and if he can sell his jersey or give autograph signings yeah. and stuff, and make and money survive. off that. Some of these college kids that are like some of the biggest names in the world yeah. can't can't do anything yeah. because they're like I, I can't have a job. Mm-hmm. I can't I, I can't afford anything because I can't get paid for anything. Yeah. I can't do anything, so I'm just reliant upon everybody else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like you can't you know, how do you survive like that? You can't. Exactly. So I think this hundred percent combats mm-hmm. it's like it's like so like perfect timing that the XFL was quite successful and right. if it ever did come back, right. it would it would have a good mm-hmm. this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's got in the top five recruits are all going in the NBA G League this year. Mm-hmm. And at that same time, they're and then like, they felt that they're like, oh man, because they're like, there's no point. Or they're going overseas for yeah. a year. Or they're yeah. like, see ya. I, I don't wanna I'm not dealing with this crap mm-hmm. because I can I know I can just go play pro ball somewhere else and make some money out of it, you know? 
Uh, I think football is the only place right now where you can't go anywhere else besides college. Really, yeah. like there's no. I'll say yeah. if if the XFL never comes back, then right. you, they're, they're yeah. kind of stuck in college football. Mm-hmm. But if the XFL was a choice, I'm like, if you're Trevor Lawrence, I'm like, go sign with yeah, the right. Battlehawks right or whatever, for a season for two years. Yeah, or go make five hundred thousand dollars, go ball out, and then you can then get drafted anyway. Like yeah. that's all part of the deal. You know, what I mean, they're all short term contracts for a reason. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <coughs> excuse me. I think you're absolutely right. I think that it's a definite, it's a it's a reason to combat some of these guys saying, all right, as soon as we can leave, we're leaving. Yeah, we're and, and I think, too, I think it's going to help some people where maybe, you know, like a guy like, uh, uh, what's his name from Michigan who left? Jordan, Jordan Poole. Yeah, right? Jordan Poole. Jordan Poole should have stayed. If we're being honest, George Brasdingas should have stayed. Yeah, and and Iggy definitely should have stayed. But like those guys, where they went, I don't know if my stock is ever going to be higher, Mm -hmm. so I need to get the heck out of here, right? Like Iggy was Big Ten Freshman of the Year, I think, wasn't he? So like maybe he thought, I'm not. This is this is my ceiling in college basketball, you know. So I think it would have helped some of those guys to stay, knowing that okay, I can still survive and I can make some money off my name while I'm trying to get to the league because maybe your game is good. But imagine two more years with John Beeline or whoever, right? And you can be like, wow, now I'm a bona fide first-round pick instead of a, a second-round pick that's going to the Knicks. Like, yeah. who the hell wants to go to the Knicks? You know what I mean? So um, I think it's going to help that quite a bit, too. I think it's going to help some of those guys that are maybe, like, on the fence about staying or going mm-hmm. really do that. Let's talk real quick, too, the video game implications of this for a hot <laughs> second because, you know, I would have to assume that – with that, with, you know, people being able to make their money and all that stuff, that we would see an NCAA game, hopefully, especially like a football or basketball game. Yeah, like, I'm worried because they came out and said that that doesn't exactly mean that. Yeah. But I would... I'm hoping I that would it, like, would so. lead to that kind of... Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, I miss NCAA football. Yeah. Desperately. A, a lot. My goodness. It has been, like, six, seven years since we had uh, one? Since 2013. Yeah, seven 13, years. 40? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I just, I really miss NCAA football, like, a lot. I know it's just going to be Madden, but... Uh, it's it, mad with the the college aspect of it, just like the ranking system. Yes, and exactly. Where like, I you never don't did, have a lot of control sometimes. Yeah. Like I'm like yeah. the recruiting was whatever. I was never I yeah. never recruited. That was a lot of work. Yeah, and I'm not a, about to do all that. But some people but, are really yeah. into that part. But of like it. getting yeah. to like play like if you're you get to control Michigan's team, you get to play like <laughs> schedule like Alabama in week one, and then you play through the whole right. season. It's right. a lot of fun to do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and or you know you take a team like a Western, like we did. Yeah, you we know, took over. right. We took a Western team and made it. Okay. Yeah, we won the Rose Bowl. It's fine. But um, but the point being though is that you get to see that right, and you know some of the recruiting stuff is kind of like drafting and doing all that. Like a lot of people still play the last version of NCAA because they liked the game as much as they did. You know what I mean? It's not, and so being able to have that, you know, some of those options would be would be really really nice. But it's something to keep an eye on. You know, maybe you see guys stay an extra year. You just, you know, and maybe maybe then it becomes what college athletics is supposed to be, where it's just you want to compete and be the best yeah. again, rather than I'm only here because I need to be here in order to get to where I actually want to be, which is the NFL. You know, if Trevor Lawrence could have left after his freshman year, he probably would have left. Yeah, he's fifteen and zero wins national championship. He's right, like, I have nothing else to do. Right, exactly. You know, like it, it maybe now it's like okay, maybe I do stay and mm-hmm. you know try to do you know a yeah. three for three or, or what have you. You know, so it's it's definitely going to be interesting for sure. All right, after the break, we got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're going to talk about this MJ's Last Dance documentary. We're going to talk about that, but a little, take a little bit different take on it because I think it's renewing a rivalry that nobody knew that he had until just recently, all over again. 
Um, and then I have a surprise for Mr. Michael here that's going to tie into this Aaron Rodgers news. That's how we're going to end the show today. So we're going to leave that just like that. Stay tuned to the very end of the show because I think he's going to like it a lot. All that after the break. Stick around. Hey guys, it's Mouth of Michigan, Rob Mendeca. Just reminding you once again that we are live every single Monday, 7 a.m. And what else do I got to remind you guys of? Oh, I forgot. We got brand new merchandise. Belowthecollar.com forward slash I'm always right PC. It is the only place to go to buy our official merchandise, which includes the official logo shirt of the I'm always right sports podcast. I got one. Mike's got one. The brain's got one. Family members got one. They're loving it. They like the design. Don't worry, guys. If you don't want to just have the logo of the show, I don't blame me either sometimes you know if you're not on the show if you're not a super diehard you know it doesn't make a lot of sense to wear that out in your everyday but never fear we got more designs coming your way real soon just got to get them approved through the site and they're going to be up um i think some of you guys will really like them especially if you are maybe not as big fans of the uh, sports talk radio as some of us here are on the show so some big news coming that way uh we appreciate support stay safe now here's part two of this week's episode and welcome back to part two of this week's episode of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast, episode 75, Mike. Yeah. Getting old, man. Getting old. Getting old. Uh, yeah, we're getting old, dude. We're like almost like we're like almost at episode 100 here. I mean, think yeah. about that. That's crazy. Going on, coming in on our two-year anniversary here. Mm-hmm. We'll be here before we know it. But let's jump right back in here. Um, let's talk about this Jordan Last Dance documentary okay. here for a hot second. Um, I want to talk about it this week in particular. You know, we had a lot of Pistons talk uh, on the last two episodes, you know, especially, you know, the Robin influence. You know, you could tell that there's some Isaiah Jordan heat still to this day, which I love, by the way. Um, I think it's great. Uh, but what I think this has also done with this documentary is that this has really sparked the LeBron versus Jordan debate again. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I felt like it was kind of on the back burner for a little while. You know, maybe just because LeBron hasn't been in the finals, and you know, mm-hmm. he, he's, it's been a, it's been almost two years now since you know he's been there, and it's it's you know he hasn't lost again, he hasn't won again. Like it hasn't yeah. brought up that issue of championships um, and all that good stuff, and. You know, it's. I think this is really, you know, drumming up some harsh feelings again. Um, I wanted to kink your thoughts though, because we talked about this off air earlier this week, and you know, I think we're both in agreement that these guys have a lot more in common mm-hmm. than people think that they do. Just give me your thoughts on the debate uh, so far going on between the two sides, because I think you know, just for clear reference, I don't like either one of them. They both ended my Pistons runs. You know, I wasn't alive for the first one when Jordan ended it, but LeBron ended the Pistons one. And, you know what I mean, I can say unequivocally they're 1A and 1B. If you're a Kobe fan, stop trying. Um, but but am I wrong, though? Like, no, I'm you're not, not wrong. wrong. You're right? not wrong. Like, I love but... Kobe, you know, you know yeah. for sure, gone too soon. But, like, he's not in the conversation of being the best player of all time. It's just not a thing. Anyway, um, but... I think right now, where the initial argument, I think, was more the Jordan side, kind of like jabbing at the LeBron side for a long time, like Uh he could win, blah, 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 blah. Um, But now I think it's the LeBron fans on the heavy press attack on the Jordan side. Like I feel like that's the side that's really like going ham right now. And I don't necessarily know if it's warranted, I guess, is my my thing. What are your thoughts on on this? I think... like, we're not going to get into a whole Jordan versus LeBron debate here. We don't have we don't got that kind of time. We don't, we don't got that kind of time. We talked about this for three hours la- earlier this week. Okay, yeah. it ain't going to happen. Um, 
what I think is really going on is I think when big time Jordan fans that yeah. like watched it through it happening, yes, and it's been twenty years since then or thirty years now at that point. I think you Jordan fans look back at it and they go six for six, six MVPs, but that's really the thing that people remember, yeah. and it's really hard for modern fans to argue against it. Because oh, yeah, now sure. you're going, you you get LeBron day by day, and you yeah. have a talk show going, oh my God, he scored 35 but couldn't win right. this game this game against Denver or yeah, something. For sure, how is he not? How, Jordan would do that. Right. So like you get all of that heat on that. Yeah. But with this documentary is bringing up all the times that Jordan Lost. maybe couldn't get it done. Right. You know, only had a 30 win team, makes the playoffs, gets blown out, or right. Right. you know they draft Scottie Pippen but still couldn't get over the edge until. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, right. They got a little better and then beat Pistons or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think now that all of those moments are getting brought up, people on the LeBron side are going, see, Jordan wasn't perfect all the time. Right. Like, Jordan had flaws. Right. So right. you can't, I, I would say you can't just go, you can't blame LeBron's flaws and say Jordan was perfect at everything. Right, for when sure. I think Absolutely. they both had flaws. Absolutely. I think sure. that's where the LeBron side is making it's, the it's case. clapping back and, yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Because I think that all Jordan fans are going, God, he was just so perfect. He's like right. a magical person. Right. Where I'm like, he lost. Mm-hmm. He wasn't 12 for 12. Right. He did lose. Right, yeah, for so. sure. Yeah, and I think, you know, and that's that's definitely part of the argument. You know, and you look at it, you know, I don't have I don't have, I don't have a dog in the fight, like I said. It, yeah. Do I lean a little more towards Jordan? Yes, but you lean towards LeBron, and that's okay. Like, it is what it is. But, you know, it, it's one of those things to where I think people, you know, it, it, it was an interesting topic because when you talk Jordan, you immediately think LeBron as well. It's just... Cool. It, it just happens now, uh, and vice versa. Quite frankly, whenever Jordan do, or whenever LeBron does something, you might only really think, okay, well, what, what, you know, yeah, well, Jordan what, does right, the same thing. right, exactly, you know, and, and you try to place these guys in their respective eras, yeah. you know, and it, it would have been interesting for sure. But with that being said, um, the big thing too, I think that people need to realize is, like I said at the beginning of this topic, their their journeys. You know, I'm really excited when they do a LeBron documentary because I, I think they not. will at some. They have to. They, they have can't to. not, right? Unless he just goes, "No, I hate everybody." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like becomes a hermit. But like, you know, you look at their their careers. You know, it took LeBron beating the going to work Pistons to get to the finals, even though he lost. But like to get over that hump, where it was like, okay, it's LeBron. He's going. It's it's his league official. It, it was his league, but he he didn't have like the the stroke, like yeah. the, the signature win to get there. He's got that now, you know what I mean? And then, you know, the same thing with Jordan, where Jordan couldn't get past the, the Celtics for a hot minute. Celtics fall the Pistons. Okay, now it's it's back-to-back years where the, where the Bulls are like, all right, we've got, you know, we think we have the pieces, and they just couldn't get it done, you know what I mean, due to physical play or, or what have you. So when they finally overcome the Pistons, it is, it's like an immediate, like, wow, you yeah. know what I mean? Like the floodgates are open and they're, and they're going through. Talk to me about what you think that the Pistons' legacy is like from a franchise organization. Because in my mind, the Pistons are the one of the few franchises in NBA history, right, where they're they're always that outlier team. Mm-hmm. They were never the team that had this transcendent player. Mm-hmm. They were never a team that won that had an MVP. You know what I mean? Like even like the the Dallas team that beat the first Heat team. Dirk is a former league MVP, right? Like Isaiah never won MVP. Mm-hmm. Mahorn didn't. None of those guys were. It was strictly a team game yeah. when it come, comes to both the bad boys and and the going to work person. So it's like, talk to me about what you think their legacy is as far as being the team that not only was the one that broke up these dynasties. Like with they beat this. They're the only team to ever beat the that Celtics year. Those Celtics teams. 
and the and the Showtime Lakers. They're, yeah. they're the only team ever to do it. And so, you know, and then the going to work Pistons where they're the first team to be like, hey, we're going to bring back 1990 or 1980 basketball and everyone's yeah. going to score 75 points a game and you're just going to deal with it. Yeah. You know, talk to me about what you think their legacy is as far as as being the being the teams that not only broke up franchises and runs like as far as yeah. like dynasties, whether it's the Lakers or whoever, and being the team that had to be the roadblock for the two biggest stars in the sport to have to overcome. Yeah, I think they'll always be remembered as just great teams that eventually got beat by the best player in that generation. Right. And I I think when you can look back, I think those are the reasons why today's game is so, like, you need stars. Mm -hmm. Because I don't think you can do it where you just have five very good Right. Good players, like right. no, like right. You need... Chauncey was not an MVP. Rip yeah. Hamilton wasn't an MVP yeah. candidate. I think right. I think you see that where I think basketball has always been a star driven league, Absolutely. and I think it always will be. Yeah, because of five guys, you know their face and you know their likeness and everything. Yeah, and I think when you look at it, I think if they had that one guy yeah. who was just the shining piece above everyone else, yeah. I think they could have gave the Bulls a run for their money a lot right. longer, or right. they could have gave LeBron. LeBron may have had to leave earlier or whatever right. than they did because I don't think he would have got through them by himself. Right. But because LeBron and Jordan were just so great, mm-hmm. they were the only two guys I think maybe ever that could have overcame that right. team right. By, that, almost right. by themselves. Right, for sure. I, mean, right. I would say yeah. that the Bulls, you had Scotty also with right. you, but you did it relatively, Jordan did by himself. Yeah. And LeBron really probably did it by himself yep. in that 45-point game that really kind of put the put, nail in the coffin. Yeah, well, put LeBron... On the level where everyone was like, "There's a lot of poten- like he's going to be up there," and yeah. then it went, "Oh, maybe he's I think there." Uh, that four, <laughs> the forty-five point game, yeah, in that game five, you just go, "Yeah, that's yeah, right." It's kind of exactly. the nail in the coffin, and yeah. LeBron's kind of there now, right? And I think both guys had their moment, and I think that's why. But Pinson's will always be remembered as great teams. But yeah, they're like they were the gatekeepers yeah. to be like, all right. Before you take this league over, yeah. you need to get yeah, through us get first, through us. right? And that's and that's, that's, what it is. and that's you know, and that's you know something that's very interesting that I think a lot of people forget. You know, well, we could do the LeBron Jordan topic forever, literally forever. Probably. And, you know, we could have people on here for days, and we could do a whole telethon about it. I'm sure mm-hmm. everyone's got an opinion, but um, it's just interesting to kind of reflect back on on those Piston teams and being like, wow, they were the ones that were the stopping between. Yeah. You know the next guy taking over. It's fair. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm waiting for the next guy to take over so we can win another championship. <laughs> <laughs> you know, sub sidebar going to work. Pistons should have won three championships, but we're yeah, just, we're throwing it out there. Should have won against the Spurs the next year and should have beat the Heat, but we're not talking about it. Um, I'm a little salty even to no, this day. <laughs> All right, I got a surprise for you, Mike. You know, we talked about. A couple weeks ago, we did status of the quarterback position on every team, right? And what you liked and what you didn't like, right? We Since that episode, and I know it's weird to think about, we've had a lot of changes in that department, okay? In yeah. that position. So what I'm going to do now is I'm going to give you a name, right? Okay? Yeah. I'm going to give you a name. And these are all guys that have switched teams, okay? Yeah. All, these are all guys that have switched teams or are in some sort of controversy, a.k.a. Aaron Rodgers. I'm giving you that one. We're going to talk about him in a second. <laughs> okay. But whether it's rookies, uh, guys that have switched teams, whatever, okay. right? What's their saying and what are your thoughts about their new standing Compared to in, where, okay. like, not gotcha. like, not like, I'm not gonna say okay, rank Andy Dalton. Like, that's yeah. not what I'm saying. But I'm saying like, where, where is his career outlook? Where, where do you see like, gotcha. a, you know what I mean? Like, okay. Okay. so yeah. let's start with the first one that comes right to mind. 
Aaron Rodgers. They draft Jordan Love. Yeah. We talked about it a little bit last week on our draft episode, but tell me about what's about you know what what you know where, where's is is he a Green Bay Packer for the rest of his career? Is he gone in a year? Is he trying to force his way out? What what's your outlook for for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers? If I was Aaron Rodgers, I'd probably be looking to leave. Yeah. However, I think it would be hard because I don't know. I guess it's more on the personality. He's the hardest one because he has the two years before there's no dead cap because he signed the four-year extension. He's got a lot but he, of there's a right? lot of like if yeah. Stafford were to get traded this year, we'd have like 31 million dollars in like cap. just dead cap that right. we'd have to deal with right. for like two years or whatever. Aaron Rodgers has that same thing for two years. So at one point I think his cap hits like 90 million dollars. Yeah. Like so, like his dead cap number yeah. if he were to leave. So like, like it, it comes to the point where it's like I think he's here this year. I think next year's where you can start talking about it probably. Right. But at that point I'm like I think does he, he like Green Bay enough as a franchise? And I don't think he probably does, so he probably no, doesn't give a crap pissed. about this. But do, would he be okay saying an extra year so he doesn't put them in cap? Hell, bleep. well, like can we can we let's say let's, let's put this in. And if you're going to another variable in there, what if he agrees to rework his contract, like to facilitate a trade? He goes, all right, maybe I play out this year, but next year I I do it where I I maybe separate. Okay, I have a th- give me a new. Three-year deal, yeah, right. More guaranteed money, yada yada yada. Where the cap hit is maybe different. Oh, then he's he's gonna be gone. You think so? Very quickly. Yeah, I think he's. If you're Aaron Rodgers, do you want to leave? Are you over it? Are you over it at this point? If I was in that exact situation, I'd go. You haven't drafted a skill position player since 2002. In the first round. In the first round. round. Yeah, in the first round. Um, you have like, and you only have one wide receiver in Devontae Adams. Outside right. of that, you signed Devin hey, Funches. Hey, they got bunches of Funches. Okay. Yeah. You <laughs> Notice just, how I'm really quivering in my boots about it. <laughs> I just think that when you go to an NFC Championship game, yeah. I'm like, I get you're going to regress back to the mean and probably be a 9-10 win team next year if you're going to regress back to the mean. Absolutely. But at the same point... I'm like, you, okay, you're a 10-win team and you're but, a playoff team. But yeah, right, but your thought being that oh, we are a game away from the Super Bowl, Bowl. we need to figure out why we lost also, in the NFC Championship game, game rather than... And you yeah. did absolutely... If anything, you made the team worse, worse. than it was last year. Well, because you didn't, you didn't improve. You yeah. got a backup quarterback... And you got a backup running back in your first two picks. Yeah. You didn't do anything in free agency to, to be like, wow, look what we did. We sent Rick Wagner. Uh, spoiler alert, you're going to be really upset with the results of Rick Wagner. So, like, I agree with you, right? Let's just, you know, let's go another name here. Um, Tua Tagovailoa with Miami, right? Okay. A, is he starting day one? Like, week one, is he the starter? And then, two, what what do you want to see? Uh, like, are they going to be a, are they gonna be a top five pick again? Are they going to be in the hunt for a division? They've made a lot of free agent signings this yeah. offseason. I uh, think... Spent a lot of money. I think with the division that they're in, uh, they're going to be a top five pick because their schedule is brutal. Yeah. When I say brutal, because... The AFC East gets the NFC West yeah, this year. Right. So you're right there, 49ers, Seattle, yeah, right. Rams, and Cardinals. So you probably lose all four of those, yeah. realistically. Probably. Um, and at then least your division. At best, you split. At, at, oh God, at, at best. Yeah, at best, you, you split. split. Yeah. And then you get the Jets, who are a very good team this year. Buffalo, who probably wins the division, is a yep. very solid team. Yep. And the Patriots still They're have They're still going to play it close. Yeah, yeah no you're going to play, play them close, but I think you're two and four that division, even with Tua there. So I think it's going to be a year or two. Um, I don't think Tua... So we're not going to be talking... Let me put it this way. We're not going to be talking about Tua the way we talk about Mahomes after year one. Or Lamar no, last year. No, no, no. Okay. We're gonna, I don't, I, to the first point, I don't think he starts. 
Okay. I think he probably sits this year. Okay. Make sure he's 100% and Ready probably go. goes all in the year after mm-hmm. with more talent around Okay. Him. All right. I, I'm kind of in agreement with you. I think I don't think he doesn't play at all. I think he plays this year. I don't maybe think he like, starts right maybe away. Like I think they give five games. I think they give somebody else like all right. Let's give it a couple weeks because especially because you're gonna have a condensed off season. Like mm-hmm. we need to make sure he's a hundred. Like you yeah. said, hundred percent. Okay, he's good. All right, we're not in it at all. Yeah. So there well, there could be like that the thought of maybe we need to get him out there anyway just to kind of see. My point to be that it's <laughs> like how hard their schedule is. If their schedule starts off with like. Seattle, 49ers, Bills. Right. And you go 0 and 5 to start the season. You're, <laughs> like, like, you're like, sit down. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're just like, whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. If you exactly. can start out with a good record, maybe he can come in and help you out. But right. depends. Right. But I'm, okay. I'm going to say probably not. All right, Joe Burrow, Cincinnati Bengals. What's what? What do we what do we talk about? Is he going to be he's, the next? Is he going to be the next guy? Let me put uh, it that way. Like, I, and I'm and I'm putting that on him because you're the number one pick, right? You're supposed to. You're supposed to be the guy. You know what I mean? Now, is it going to be a Lamar type of like, oh my gosh, I yeah. can't believe we wanted to make him a wide receiver. But is it going to be that or I is think, it going to be a little slower role? I think he's a very I, – I think he's going to play better than the team will be. Yeah. That's how I'm going to put it. Okay. It's because I his think His numbers will be His numbers will be good. Yeah. Maybe he's not going to be outstanding his first year like a no. Mahomes. He's not throwing no. six touchdowns the first five games or anything. He's going to have I think he's going to have a high interception number this he year. He probably will. And I and I think that accounts to the teams that very good. And oh, yeah. Well, you can't yeah. equate like if they go 3 and 13 this year or whatever. You yeah. can't go, "Man, we messed Burrow. up on Burrow." Well, LSU's when, whole offense got drafted. I know. Or signed a free or it's all on a team. When we talk about this college football, LSU is yeah, they lost everybody. We don't know like, who yeah. there is. Anyway, but anyway, sorry. Um, <laughs> yes, I think Joe Burrow is going to have an okay to good year. Yeah, but I think the team is going to be bad, and a lot of that's going to be like Burrow. What are you doing? It's like I have the worst run D in football, <laughs> literally by a mile. Right. Probably then, the worst defense in football, probably right. by a uh, mile. Unless us Detroit Lions yeah. are really giving them a run for their money. <laughs> <laughs> and then offensively, I think they'll be okay to good, but yeah. with their division they're in. Cleveland, Cleveland's Steve, gonna be better. Steelers, Steelers are gonna be, be better. better. Baltimore's, Baltimore's gonna run team. the division. So, yeah, yeah. probably zero six through there. So. Yeah, it's gonna be tough. Yeah. I, I definitely think it's gonna be tough. I do think he's gonna have a win this year over like a Steelers or a Baltimore that like everyone goes there it is. Like I, he's gonna have a, a like a game where he's gonna throw four touchdowns, a pick, and he's gonna go twenty for thirty for three hundred seventy yards, and they win by a field goal, and like he has like yeah. something to make like a like even if they go three and thirteen or whatever yeah. this year, where he can go stamp it. We see more of that. Like yeah. as long as we get more of that in years to come, yeah, we're good. We'll be okay. Like yeah. I, I definitely think that's gonna happen. All right, Mitch Trubisky. Well, they don't pick up the yeah. fifth year option, right? Oh, we're assuming that he's not a bear after this year, I'm, right? That's a like, strong assumption. Like here's here's where his trouble comes in is with Nick Foles there. And Nick Foles has, like, what, two, three years left on his deal. And they traded the fourth round pick to get him. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But he's got a few years left, so what they probably will end up doing is letting Mitch Trubisky walk after this upcoming season, Mm -hmm. not pick up the fifth-year option, and then I think they'll be bad enough to pick in the top ten probably is what I'm thinking. And if they get, get like, a Jalen Hurts maybe, maybe him and Nick Foles. Nick Foles kind of, like, Yo, here's how to play quarterback for a little bit, but I know yeah. you're better than me. Yeah. And then Jalen Hurts probably takes the team over or something like that. You think so? You think Hurts does? Or no, Fields, not Hurts. Fields. Fields? Fields. Okay. Fields. I was like, I'm like, yeah. wait, wait, he's trading? Okay. Yeah. yeah. 
Right. Yeah. Justin Fields probably like takes the team over, or or yeah. whoever quarterback they probably they, they want to take next year. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that is a. You know, but I don't think they're. I don't think how they're crazy. Bad to get number one. To get no, I don't. No, I don't think. I let's hope. Let's hope to God not. Oh gosh. I mean, let's hope like, so. I, I got. No, so I. I hope they're bad. I hope they're not that bad. Let me put it that yeah. way. They can be last place and still be picking tenth. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um. But with with you know, I think that is one where everybody kind of is like. You kind of you kind of knew it was coming, but I still think it's big news. You know, I it's funny going back now looking at Chicago Bears. You'd be like, he's so good, like you, you know. And it's like he's really and not. you have Watson and Mahomes really like sitting like not. four picks. And later. you traded up like eight picks, like eight, eight. You didn't trade up eight picks. You flop picks, and you still gave up all that. It's mm-hmm. just. Oh boy, lucky you have all the tight ends on your team. So that's yeah, that's I that's, that's a, a lot. That's a big game. one. All right, Dallas Cowboys quarterback situation. We got Andy Dalton, which is weird in the first place. I don't really understand why he's going there. Uh, he mu- they must know something because, or else, like I get wanting to have a good backup for Dak, but like Dalton could start in this league. He could be starting. That's what I mean. I think, I think right now. See, Dalton is. I think Dalton's gonna push Dak a lot this year. Um, I think because I think Dak is statistically do, very good. Do you he think just, you see Frank? Do you? Uh, this is a two parter then. Do you think that da- you start to see cracks in Dak Prescott's game because he knows that there's a legitimate guy behind him where you're like, oh, I gotta play. I think, or t- and two, is he a Dallas Cowboy after this year? Uh, that's tough. I don't. I'm gonna say I don't think he's a Dallas Cowboy after this year yeah. because I think here's what I really think might happen this yeah. year is I think he's gonna there's gonna be that one game against name a team where he is not very good with the weapons they have Dalton and Dalton goes in and just. <laughs> creams because here's the thing Dalton's very good yeah he got a bad rep at Cincy because Cincy's awful right no but I like, think I Dalton's think Dalton like is a good, good quarterback. quarterback he's not great he's not gonna wow you but he's very good but, I think he's good yeah but, and then there's also Dak where I think he's good I don't think mm-hmm. Dak really wows people no. he's just kind of serviceable mm-hmm. so I think I think almost it's I'm uh, really surprised Jacksonville didn't try to sign him I, I'm like legitimately like I, like, I, I get like that I, I guess Gardner Minshew but like I'm sorry, but your team is awful. You like, go. I definitely think Dalton could hey, elevate you a bit there. They, because, they love their Minshew over there. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not a Dalton guy, but like, he's better than Gardner Minshew. Oh, is. like it's not I really. Like, I like Andy Dalton. I, I, I think, good. yeah, he's fine, right? I think the for a second round pick too. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not gonna complain. Not gonna complain a ton at all. Um, the Indianapolis Colts, Jacob Beeson. Does he play this uh, year? Yeah. Does he play uh, this year? No, because no? I think they really trust Phil Rivers. Okay, you for, think you think River stays healthy the whole nine yards? Well, I mean, I guess if you're gonna put the asterisks on. Well, I'm just saying, like, or, or, or like I mean? if he's a pick I, machine, I, I, like, I think, like whatever think, the performance. I think is. he stays in probably at least most of the year. Yeah. But I also don't think the Colts are gonna be great mm-hmm. this year. I yeah. think they're probably about a 500 team. Okay. In which case, I think if they're not in a playoff race mm-hmm. at the end of the year, I think Eason comes in plays. Then Phil Rivers with a one year contract is done. It's gone. Eason yeah. probably this is your starter. Yeah. Okay, Jared Stidham. The, the the only reason why I'm bringing the Pats, I'm not going to bring up every team here. We don't have that kind of time. But no. I'm bringing up certain teams that it's either a question mark at quarterback or they got a new quarterback. The Patriots, they didn't they didn't draft one, right? Yeah. Everyone thought maybe it was Hurts going to be in, in a couple rounds. Maybe Eason, big dude, big arm kind of thing. Then they maybe thought, okay, maybe they're going to take a flyer on like a from something like that. They didn't do any of that. You know, like Brian Lewerke. He, the Patriots are in a great situation because they lost Brady. So now their expectation isn't 
we have to go win a Super Bowl this year. Mm-hmm. Their expectation is probably like, if you can win the division with this team, good job for you. Yeah. Because this team's not very, like, They won't. Set. Right. No they way. probably won't. I, I think but Buffalo's going to I think here's ball. what you can do is if Stid- you, you play Stidham all year, and they're in a situation where if Stidham's butt, mm-hmm. then you're probably 4-12 and 12 and picking high and can probably take one of the two quarterbacks coming out next year. Or if you really hit on Stidham and Stidham's can take you to 11, 5, 12, and 4, then you found your next quarterback. Right. I don't think there's really a loss, loss. Yeah, for the absolutely. Patriots this year. For sure. I think the only loss would be them going 8 and 8, and then they not make the playoffs. And then you're but like, then, yeah, and then but you're, you're like, like picking 16. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, crap. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's, that's your worst <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the season itself, I don't think you can, people can't call it a loss no matter Honestly, what. Honestly, I think they would lend it to then, okay, maybe Stidham is a guy. If we can go 8 and 8 with Stidham, which give him some better pieces. And, and it yeah, works no, out. that's what I mean, though. If you yeah. go 8 and 8, 9 and 7 with Stidham mm-hmm. and just throw him a couple wide receivers, you can, mm-hmm. put, you can make that team 11 and 5, and then yeah. you're a powerhouse again. Okay. Last team, the last team to really draft a big name quarterback, the Eagles. Carson Wentz, Jalen Hurts. They know we know they're going to try to run some two quarterback yeah. thing. Is it going to blow up in their face? No, but here's why they get Jalen Hurts is they don't trust Carson Wentz injuries yeah. status. I think then why, if, then why pay him? That's also I think because I think you. I think they him. had to. Quite frankly, they didn't have another option. I don't. One, I agree <laughs> with that. Two, I think that they think. There's got to be a year where he just doesn't get hurt. Yeah. And I think that year's the year they can make a Super Bowl because he's mm-hmm. that good. Yeah. But, like, you sign him to three years, you're like, listen, just stay healthy. Yeah. If you stay healthy, <laughs> you're probably in the NFC Championship. He's like, game. I'm trying. <laughs> but um, I don't think – and I think Jalen Hurts is a very serviceable backup yeah. where if Carson Wentz does go hurt, get hurt mm-hmm. for three or four weeks, I think Hurts can come in and probably win you two or three of those games, depending on who they are. Philadelphia stays healthy. If Philadelphia stays healthy, they they are are a very good football team. They are a fight. Very good football team. Very, very good. This little boy scared right now. Well, I don't think people, I think, are even looking at Philadelphia right now. And I think it's partially maybe because of that, of the the, the Hurts pick, right? But they got another wide receiver. I think think they benefited because... People look down upon him because they have so many injuries that when you pick Jalen Hurts, you're like, why? But it's like, listen, we get three wide receivers back. Well, look at this. Not look at this, right? Because you got you got Elshon now. You got Deshaun. You got Rager. They drafted him out of TCU. Yeah. Then you you got traded Goodwin. right and Goodwin, and then you traded for Slay too. Yeah. Slay is there now with name the rest of their defensive backfield. But Fletcher Cox is still there. You're gonna have um, the defense. Who's the defensive end that they have? Uh, from Michigan, Brandon Graham. Yeah, Brandon he's still Graham. there, right? Your linebacker play is solid. You you, you have a good football team. You, you know what I mean? Ready to go. You're so coached like, by one of the top you're, coaches. Yeah, you're, in football you, you have a, you have a fantastic coach leading this football team. You know, I, I you know Philly's going to be there. You know, oh, yeah. See, it wasn't too bad, right? I surprised you, but it's no, it's not it's, too bad. Well, it's crazy, right? Because when you think about it, we just talked about all these quarterbacks. And we went, we kind of knew, kind of, yeah. but. There's a lot of teams now, all of a sudden, that quarterback position is, is, is a completely out of whack. Yeah. Last one, real fast. I just thought of this. Where's Cam Newton go? Whether oh, it's really injury not. whether it's injury related because they need a starter and they're just going to pick Cam up, or I don't think he wants to be a backup. I think he's willing to sit out a year if that means he's got to be a backup. Um, I wouldn't be shocked if he's... See, it's been rumored a lot, but like a Chicago Bear... I wouldn't be shocked to see yeah, him there. Yeah. If Trubisky if Trubisky is really bad and then Foles gets hurt mm-hmm. and you have like nothing, yeah. what's the like why not pick Cam Newton? Yeah. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. I'm I'm still surprised Jacksonville has done anything at the quarterback. And Jacksonville is like, also Jacksonville, like, uh, like I don't think he wants to go to Jacksonville because no, I think it's where your no. career goes to die. Yeah. Everyone says that's where the Lions go. Lion you can have good years here in Detroit. 
you need to have a squat in Jacksonville. No yeah. offense, but all right. Just interesting to think about here. You know, notice how I didn't bring up the Lions. You know why? Because we're set at quarterback. At least for this year. Yeah, bless America. Yeah, they're if they go two and fourteen, anything's on the table at that point. Then yeah. let's just get better. I don't care what you got to do at that point, but. Until that happens, okay. you know, yada yada. We're gonna talk NFL schedule probably in the next couple weeks here too, because it's dropping. Oh, yeah, because it comes next, next Saturday, right? Next Saturday, supposedly May. Yeah, night. right. Supposedly. So worst case, if that's not next week, it probably won't be next week, but maybe the week after that, or maybe we do a quick hitter episode for that, because yeah. I got some stuff I want to talk about next week for sure. But all right, that's gonna be it for this week's episode, episode seventy-five, in the books of the I'm Always Right Sports Podcast for the missing whale man, for the missing brain. He's the Merck Zone, Mike Merkel. <laughs> I'm the Rob, I'm the mouth of Michigan, Rob and Micah, and we will see you guys as always next time.